Hey, this is Marilyn Gigliotti. Hey, this is Brian O'Halloran. Hey, everybody. My name is Scott Schiaffo, actor best known as the Chulies Gum Guy from the film Clerks. And welcome to Clerks Minute. You're listening to Clerks Minute. And I'm not even supposed to be here today. Minute, the show where we break down the 1994 Kevin Smith's classic one, one cage into a masturbator minute at a time. I'm Blake. I'm Kyle. And we have a special guest on the line that continue on with this scene like we did on Friday. Happy Monday, everybody, by the way. And we have from the never-ending minute, Thomas Howitt. Tom, how you doing? I am doing great, guys. How are you doing? Doing really good. Um, We actually started this scene with Sean Grimmett on Friday. So we're continuing great, with great, you today. Great host, yeah. <laughs> Continue with you, you today on Monday morning here. Uh, <laughs> we we were watching the first half of this, Bashan, and we had a it was a clusterfuck conversation, and this will probably be just the same thing here. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. we we pick up the scene where we left off on Friday with with um, pretty much Kevin's sister, tell, uh, who's playing the playing the uh, lady at the register, his yeah. sister clarifying what, that they hear from this all the time it's guidance counselors are the main people that do this egg thing that we're watching here yeah. <laughs> and this egg thing is fantastic and by the way do you know that's Walt Flanagan playing the egg guy yeah, I did not know that yes this is like his third time in the film so far yeah. that we're watching and we're only a half hour in he's Kevin Smith's <laughs> answer to Lon Chaney <laughs> and talk about commitment to the bit <laughs> I, know. I know. I mean, talk about commitment to the bit, though. This guy is going all out on testing this egg. I mean, I know it has to be full on improv, and he's just like, "I'm gonna rub this egg against my nipple to see how it feels." <laughs> that was the point. I was writing down lines, and I was totally with looking at the screen, and Kyle's like, Did "He just rubbed that on his nipple." <laughs> that just happened. Not only once, but twice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, over the last minute, he put it in his mouth. The whole egg yeah. went in his mouth in the last minute. It kind of so made me kind of think the of the scene from Airplane with uh, Dr. Ruback examining the patient and pulling eggs out of her mouth. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, I can honestly say I've never seen this before in my life, before this movie. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I want to know where they came up with this. Like, Did they see something like this somewhere and say, we have to put that into our movie? Yeah, I, you know what? I wonder that all the time with Kevin stuff. Where does he come up with this stuff? And I feel like it's like he saw it one time or someone told him a story. And then all of a sudden, like, ooh, I got something right. in the back of my brain I can write down. I have an idea of what goes on in his head. Hello, darkness, oh, yeah. my old friend. <laughs> <laughs> this is pre-pot smoking. He died of mine. When you're watching this, this is pre-pot smoking. Yeah. He smokes oh, pot, man, and we he... end. No, we, he smokes pot. We end up with yoga hosers. So <laughs> we end up with tusk. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he so you a... said this is his sister that he's talking to. Yes. Can you imagine having a sister with your uh, conversation with your sister that ends with manually masturbating caged animals for artificial insemination? Uh, no, <laughs> no. I, I have an older sister, and I could never imagine her ever even thinking that with me in the room. 
As she gently strokes a uh, meat stick. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, the detail. Okay, well, the fun part is we have the script up, the original script, and that's not even the original line in the script. Oh, God. The original line, I did not tell Kyle this. I told him there was a line change. I didn't tell him yet. So here's what it says in the script. Oh, good God. See, it's, 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 it's important to have a job that makes a difference, boys. That's why I killed Chinamen for the railroad. Wow. Uh, this is a definite, definitely an improvement. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's in the script. I got nothing. I don't know why. And, I he, and then he goes down to the dry cleaners to pick up his white hood and then heads off to Walmart to pick up a shit ton of tiki torches. <laughs> 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 well, I just think guidance counselors are getting a bad rap here. <laughs> oh my god. Like, the hatred for guidance counselors in this conversation. It's worse than the slams on anteaters in uh, Overdrawn at the Memory Bank. Yes, yes. <laughs> it is. You have, you have to wonder what the guidance counselors told Kevin Smith as a child growing up. Like, because he had to have had some idea of, of what he was into and what he was liking. And they had to have dogged on it or something, be like, oh, that's that's a stupid idea. You can't get into making movies. You'll never make money. So he's held this resentment towards them forever. I think they're And then exact, I think now they're, he's... Sorry. sorry, go ahead. Now he's uh, getting them back. Yeah, it's funny. I've had some... Um, I had a guy counselor in high school who... I don't exactly know what she did. <laughs> I don't really know what her point was, except to maybe help us pick classes like once in a blue moon i always thought she was the person that kind of sat there and hit on the high school guys that's pretty much what i saw her doing <laughs> most of the time kyle you're gonna say something yeah i was good yeah i was gonna say uh maybe his, the exact words his guidance counselor said were were either get used to saying would you like fries with that or get used to pumping gas for a living hey it, yeah it, sometimes pumping gas for a living is actually good money <laughs> <laughs> If only it was the olden days where we actually had full-serve gas stations and, oh. and a used-to-a-person pumping gas. That's a good point. Jersey still has that, actually. Jersey still has the full-serve yeah, gas stations. So, guy, guys yeah, guys white suits and the dorky bow ties. Yeah. You know, in Jersey, you're actually not allowed to pump your own gas, or at least you weren't a couple years ago. I know. I used to live there. So that's when I moved to Wisconsin – it was it was like a weird culture shock for me. <laughs> it was weird on that one. Yeah, it was a weird I, change for me. I used to have a Mustang, and we'd have these these get-togethers at like tracks and stuff. And I live in Maryland, which is fairly close to Jersey. And somebody had come down from Jersey, and she had gone to this car show, and we're all meeting up afterwards, talking. And she's like, "Hey, um, is there any chance one of you could go to the gas station with me?" And we're like, "Yeah, why?" She's like, "Well, I don't know how to pump my gas." <laughs> We're like, how do you have a car and not know how to pump your own gas? <laughs> well, I remember going to Philly with a friend of mine because uh, he wanted to go to Philly for some reason. I just went with him because I had nothing else to do. <laughs> we drove to Philly, and I had a friend that lived out there. So I'm like, oh, we want to hang out? And she's like, sure. Well, we didn't. he's never pumped his own gas before. We were in Philly. And he's like, oh, shit, I have to pump my own gas now. I have a picture of him with his hand on his face like, oh, I have to do this? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the real world. Um, so I was going to say with um, Kevin, kind of counted thing. I was listening to a, I think it was Smodcast um, a while ago, and he had the guy from Comic Men on, and um, they were talking about how they were always, they were never encouraged in like school or in anything to do anything. So that could be where this came from. Yeah, that sounds about right. It sounds like they had a, a slight bone to pick with the person that was supposed to be giving them guidance, but 
didn't do so. And I can imagine him just sitting for hours wondering, what does this guy do on his time off? And coming up with something like sitting in a grocery store testing eggs. Hi, everyone. I'm Kevin Smith, and I need some guidance, counselor. Blatant, blatant theft of a joke from The Simpsons, but yeah, still. Well done, well done. Yeah. So we, um, she walks away, leaving them puzzled <laughs> in the basement of that line. I, I'm sorry, the glare that they give each other is just brilliant. Yes. Oh, yes. But I do have a question. Do you think her comment is commenting on their jobs having no meaning? You know, like, because she's like, you have to have a job with meaning, guys. Um, like, you don't because you're sitting at a... <laughs> a fast food shop here at a quickie mart, you know, you know, and that's not a very enough, meaningful think, job. Oddly enough, I think their jobs actually have more meaning than the guidance counselor. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, we've been um we've been breaking down the cartoon over on um our Patreon show, and um, okay. it's a funny moment in the cartoon because there's actually a scene at the beginning of one of the episodes where you can see Dante actually working. For yeah. like five minutes, and then he just sits around for the rest of the show. Yeah. So I think he actually has an important job for the five minutes we see him working. Unlike awesome. the guidance counselor. Yeah, guidance counselors. <laughs> so she walks away, and our um, our egg guy is still sitting there, and all of a sudden he decides to smash eggs on the on oh. the door in frustration. <laughs> and we get the epic soundtrack coming in behind it. Yes. Which, yeah. It was bothering us the entire time we're watching the scene. We're like, why do we know this song? Well, it's Go Your Own Way, which, of course, is a very, very popular Fleetwood Mac song. But it is a cover by Seaweed. And um, I Yeah, will... I, I was just as put off by it. I was like, that is not uh, the right voice for this song. I wonder who it is. So I actually Googled uh, Go Your Own Way Clerks and found that the Seaweeds did this for the soundtrack. Yeah, so I will actually have to play this in the background while we're talking. I've been doing that a lot with these songs. So people oh, can awesome. hear it. I was oh, expecting I was... to get the rendition from uh, Kyle. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, crap. Uh... <laughs> okay, well, you can go your own way. <laughs> All I can say is he's probably a big Fleetwood Mac fan, considering the fact that he admitted to writing the climax to Tusk while listening to the Fleetwood Mac album of the same name. Yep. That's true. That's a very true story. So then we have our next big word on the screen, which was um, purgation. Purgation. Purgation, which means cleansing. Cleansing. Okay, here I've got the Oxford Dictionary here. Go for a cow. Purification or cleansing: the purgation by ritual violence of morbid social emotions. In Catholic doctrine, the spiritual cleansing of a soul in purgatory. Okay then. Historical: (laughs) the action of clearing oneself of accusation or suspicion by taking an oath or undergoing an ordeal, or evacuation of the bowels brought about by taking laxatives. I'm not quite sure what that has anything to do with the next scene, which well, is... I, I could see the a couple, a couple of different things in this movie, at least. 
uh, dealing with purgation where, you know, you've got the bathroom scene later on or where the guy, you know, passes away. There's that purgation. But then I'm pretty sure they're that they have a Catholic background. So the one that you're talking about cleansing while in purgatory and the fact that he really considers this job to be really like purgatory, like he's not going up, he's not going down. It's just somewhere, something to do to pass the time. And it's a a purgatory type environment for him. That that, that was deep. That was very deep. (laughs) Maybe that's what Smith intended. Yeah, very true. All these words seem to be a lot more layered. I mean, give them credit for for breaking them down like this. This is what minute-by-minute podcasting is all about. I agree with you 100%. <laughs> Maybe these words are why the critics were actually very kind to this movie. Yes, because it actually involved thought, <laughs> thought process. <laughs> so the one scene, though, right after that is Randall not paying attention whatsoever. So, oh, is that still goodness. the High Society magazine from earlier? I think it's still I the think, High Society yeah. magazine he was reading from earlier. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I had to know saying, what's he reading? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's High Society, which is actually a porn mag. <laughs> right. We clarified that earlier. Now, Which it's possible you just grabbed started, off the rack considering that the uh, they sell the, sell porno mags. Yes, you do. Go ahead, Tom. I started to question whether or not he knows it's a kid, but <laughs> he has to because he's obviously heard this kid's voice because they asked for a specific kind of cigarette, and then he knows to reach down to hand them the cigarettes. Actually, here's the kick with this thing. Remember, the whole gag is they never say cigarettes. They say pack of cigarettes. They never say the brand. So he might not have been paying attention. True. Because <laughs> he, he never really looks down. He never <laughs> looks maybe, yeah. maybe he thought he was selling it to a midget. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Or just a yeah, midget, midget or a short. Or Mason a... Reese came in for his daily smokes. I have a friend. I had a friend in Jersey who she was 4'11". Yeah. And she was like only like a year younger than me. Mm. So <laughs> she never really grew. So it's not that far-fetched. Here's your pack of smokes, <laughs> Mr. DeVito. <laughs> now, am I the only one that looked up the price of cigarettes in 1994? Oh, I think we've done this before, but go right ahead. Yeah, um, they were about a dollar seventy or so. So the, it looks like she gives him two dollars. <laughs> so it's probably right about then, right just about right. Although he probably owed her a little bit of change, even though he didn't he didn't give it to her. And I guess maybe those matches that he gives her makes up for the the lack of change. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, she gives him two dollars, then gets back on her bike and starts chasing down Lane Meyer, getting hit, trying to get the two bucks from him. <laughs> I want my two dollars. She'll have a hard time uh, riding that bicycle since she's going to be have emphysema <laughs> from the cigarette she's smoking. <laughs> well, then, the, then there's the really, really bizarre scene of a little girl smoking a cigarette as yeah. we. Oh. <laughs> And, 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 and as I pointed out to Big, pointed, pointed out to him, to her, he, she looks disturbingly like Harley Quinn. Yes. And she hasn't been born there yet. There is a yeah. It's very, really, really eerie because him and Jennifer Schwabach haven't even met yet. Yeah. At this point. <laughs> Keep that in mind. Oh man, that's pretty fucking crazy. It's like Twilight Zone shit there. So. I'm actually, I was looking something up. I, we actually been getting some dumb references off of filmschoolrejects.com, which actually has a fantastic list that actually broke down the commentary track. Oh, cool. Which is actually, that's actually where we got the reference for his, um, for his sister. But there's actually one thing from an earlier minute that I'll bring up here. This movie was originally the NC-17. I could definitely see that with, you know, talk of of masturbating caged animals and having girls smoke cigarettes. Well, here's the, here's the best part. 
they, re they appealed the decision, and the MPAA actually changed it to an R rating without any cuts. Yeah. <laughs> huh. And they said that the, the, uh, Kevin suggests that the original rating resulted from the discussion of 37 blowjobs and snowballing. Yeah. <laughs> and what's odd is they've done that before where they have appealed it and got it without cut, got it with got it without getting any cuts. But that's normally not from an NC-72 R's, like from like a PG-13 to a PG. Or an R to a PG-13 yeah. times. Right. I know that happened to Rent, where they kind of just cut like a little bit of a needle. A couple of needle shots, and they kept the whole movie together. Yeah. Other than that, oh, like uh, the it, it's Man amazing the oh, the little hoops they have to jump through for these ratings. Sometimes, like, no, you said the, you said fuck one too many times. Sorry, but as I heard, I forgot where I heard this joke. But if you, if oh no, it was on the rent. I was actually on the rent commentary track. They were saying that they couldn't say fuck in the middle. They had to change some lyrics in one song because it's like, um, who the fuck do you think you are? I don't need to, you know, your goddamn help. They had to change the lyric and take the word fuck out because there was too much cursing. But if, if they said it, if they took out a machete and shot her head off, that would have been fine. Yeah. Right. That's <laughs> so true. Or, uh, yeah, or um, what was I going to say? God damn it. Sorry about that. I lost oh. my train of thought. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, there was a movie out called called uh, GBF, stands for Gay Best Friend. <laughs> It was supposed to be like a teen movie, sort of like a clerk, uh, sort of like a, sorry, like a Clueless. Okay. Clueless. Because of sexual references, it got an R. No explicit sex, no language, just R. And they're basically saying it's because it was a, the gay theme. What year was this? Uh, it came out a couple of years ago. Really? The issue with a couple of years? Wow, that doesn't sound like something that'd be a problem anymore. That's oh, weird. Oh, oh, yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll look it up. I'll, I will Most look of the world is more woke than that now, so that's surprising. It came out in 2013. 2013? It's still not that long ago. It's only four years ago. It says ago. rated R for sexual references. Weird. Interesting. That's really weird, actually. I never knew that. That's pretty yeah, crazy. Yeah, there's no F-bombs, no explicit sex. Uh, I was going to say... Uh, to say, uh, teens drone drinking during a party, no frightening intense scenes. Wow. And Hell, even the parents' guide at IMDb says it was completely undeserving of an R rating. Then again, there's a movie, you reminded me, we're, we're completely off, but I don't, I don't care. There's a movie, a teen movie, I'm just trying to find out the name of it. It's in my collection, I'm just trying to figure out yeah, the name of it. Yeah, it says here, uh, total, a harmless and very funny film for teens, completely undeserving of an R rating. The fact that the film has received R or 18 ratings has made news headlines and sparked the idea that the film board have only given the film over high rating because they are homophobic. Whether this is true or not, this film is not too much for even a 12-year-old to watch. I can't find the movie that I'm thinking of. That um, It's Jennifer Love Hewitt in it, and I just can't think of it right now. But they actually got a, they had, to change the, had to change a scene that had to do with smoke and pot just to get it to a PG-13 rating. That's the only thing they had to cut out. But it's hysterical because if you ever watched the movie, and I, it's bothering me, but I can't think of the name of it right now, there's actually a, a watermelon that keeps floating around the room. That's yeah. actually supposed to be a bowl of pot floating around the room and a bong floating around the room. That's supposed to be what it is, but it's a watermelon instead so they could have the rating. Oh, gosh. Now you got my main, my brain cranking trying to remember what the name of that stupid movie is. But I like the movie. Don't get me wrong. I, I know. Jennifer for Love. Um, she's, no, she's all that. Oh, can't hardly wait. Can't hardly wait. Can't hardly wait with Seth Green. Yes, it's in my collection. Yes. I'll look for it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie, but that's exactly, it's not the commentary type. They had to explain why there's a watermelon in every scene for no reason whatsoever, and that's why. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Make me think of Buckaroo Banzai. Why is there a watermelon there? I'll tell you later. <laughs>
<laughs> oh, you're talking about the gay, the gay stuff in there. I was just watching Supergirl. We're dating when I'm watching. We're obviously dating when we're airing this, yeah. recording this. But it was a Kevin Smith directed episode, ironically. Yeah. And there was a whole scene that led to almost pretty much a lesbian sex scene in Supergirl. <laughs> you have my attention. And it was crazy. It was fun to watch, but it wasn't that detailed. It's still the CW at the end of the well, day. Tall. But it's still crazy that not, that was not... No one had a problem with that. Yeah. You know? Right. <laughs> understand. Well, anyway, we completely sidetracked and went off on some weird tangents there. That's um, awesome. That's, that's what these are for. Exactly. I have no problem with that <laughs> whatsoever. But I will say this, Tom. Why don't you tell everyone about your podcast and what you're doing? All right. So uh, as you mentioned at the beginning of the show, I'm part of the Never Any Minute with Tierney Steele. And we're just about done. We're right. We're recording our last couple of credits minutes this week. So check it out. We've went over the never ending story one minute at a time. Some fantastic uh, uh, review or not reviews. And uh, thank you. Some fat, fantastic analyzation of the movie and some great theories have come up. Also coming up shortly, probably in the next month or two, I'm going to be starting the X-Men and Minutes, Ooh. which is going to be called X-Minutes, and I'll be doing that with Steve Lasto. We're not going to go one minute at a time because there's 12 movies, and that would take forever. But I think we're going to do something like either 10 minutes at a time or maybe chapter by chapter in the DVD. So that's something that's going to be coming up and hopefully long-lasting. I'm really looking forward to doing. That does sound like a lot of fun. I'll have to give you... Um... My regular co-host, Salazar Hermesia, because he's a huge X-Men fan, and he might be able to add a lot to that. So, awesome. Yeah, he would definitely, that's his favorite, like, we were talking about, like, uh, superhero movies, that's his favorite franchise. Like, period. <laughs> but, that is really, really cool. I'm looking, I'll, look, I'll actually tune in for that. I'm not even a huge X-Men fan, but I'll definitely tune in for that show. So, awesome. So, that is really, really cool. And so, I will do the wrap-up here, as we're approaching our, usually when we like to wrap the show up. We are part of the Movies by Minute community. Us and Tom are part of the Movies by Minute community. You can find us on the newly updated MoviesByMinutes.com. <laughs> and that is really, really cool. We here are part of the Fill in the Void podcast network. There you go, boss. I mentioned the show. I mentioned the network again. And um, we are obviously here Monday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings. Every won't... single solitary week, breaking down right. this movie one minute at a time. But he won't hear this until he gets back from Vermont. <laughs> yes, he's in Vermont again. <laughs> um, anyway, I was also going to say, um, I never plugged these, and I really should. Me and Kyle host another podcast on the network, Boy Meets Retrocast, where we're breaking down Boy Meets World one show at a time. And I keep forgetting to plug that on here, and I don't know why I forget that all the time. By the time people hear this, we're going to be in the middle of season two. So... <laughs> That's going on. And, of course, we have the Blake and Sal Show at theblakeandsalshow.com. All available on the Filling the Void Podcast Network over on Spreaker, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM, TuneIn Radio, and everywhere else you can find podcasts. And if you don't believe it, I just did that off the top of my head. You're going to find at Clerksman on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And join our Facebook community, the Clerk Convenient Facebook community. You can find me on Twitter, at Riley21106. Kyle? Uh, Hudson Hawk, F-I-M. Tom, where are you on Twitter? And if you're looking for me, I'm at The Wookie Lives. Make sure you spell it right. Do your nerd check. And if you're looking for my podcast, check out at Nev and Min, N-E-V-E-N-D-M-I-N. All right. So until next time, which I believe 
Yes, we have the boss on our next show. Minute 37, we're going to be with the boss, David. So tune in for that episode on Wednesday morning. Till then, thank you so much for listening to the Clerks Minute. I'm Blake. I'm Kyle. Have a good day, everybody. It's important to have a job that makes a difference, boys. That's why I manually masturbate caged animals for artificial insemination. Noinch, 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 smoking weed, smoking weed, doing coke, drinking beers, drinking beers, 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 rolling fatties, smoking blunts, who smokes the blunts, who smoked the blunts, rolling blunts and smoking